and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we have a fun one in store for you today. Uh, we are sitting down with Giselle Shaw, the quintessential diva from Impact Wrestling. Of course, two months ago during Pride Month, right as Toronto Pride was kicking off, Giselle made the announcement publicly on live television uh, announcing uh, that she was a trans woman and coming out in uh, an amazing fashion, followed up very quickly by an amazing, iconic look with trans uh, flag gear on Impact's television show. Um, and it's been a, a whirlwind few months, I, I feel like, since, since that moment. We're glad to have the chance to sit down with her ahead of Impact's uh, next set of uh, tapings down in Dallas on August 26th and 27th, the Lone Star Stampede. Uh, so we love to have the chance to sit down and talk to Giselle about that coming out moment, about what it's been like the past couple of months since that moment, and and a little bit of uh, of everything in between as well. Uh, I'm keeping this intro short and sweet because um, this is a very eventful week for me. <laughs> um, uh, by by the time that y'all hear the next episode of, of this show, I will be married, and uh, Casey and I will be whisked away somewhere uh, else. There will still be episodes, don't worry. We have episodes coming up, some fun ones. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just, this is a whirlwind week for me, and I am just so happy. Yeah, that, I think that's the most I can put out there right now. Um, but that same happiness definitely comes through in, in my conversation with Giselle. So let's get right into that. Here's my conversation with the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw. All right, Yens. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Black Design by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. 
Sun Like the Star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. Alright guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has been tearing it up in Impact since signing with the company earlier this year, and someone who has made waves for the LGBTQ community in pro wrestling over the past couple of months since coming out as a trans woman uh, live during Toronto Pride. Please welcome the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I've been looking forward to the chance to to sit down with you. Obviously, um, since since June, you know, specific to what the coverage that we do here on the show and at Outsports, just because your announcement um, was amazing to see. Like, it was just really awesome to see you kind of like putting yourself out there and taking ownership of your journey and speaking to that as well. And also doing so while like having this established like pedigree in the ring as well that you have. Um, I kind of, let's, let's start there and then we'll talk. Well, obviously there's a lot of stuff coming out with impact. You have the Lone Star Stampede shows coming up on August 26th and 27th that we could talk about a little bit too, but let's start with, with, with the announcement itself back in June. What kind of led you to feeling like that was the time and place personally for you to to let the world know that? So it actually started um, when I went to WrestleMania week and uh, when I attended Wrestle or sorry, WrestleMania. And, you know, that's, you know, like the, the fundraiser event that we did, we, we donated um, dresses that meant something to us. And we auctioned it off, you know, for mental health awareness. And when I, you know, attended the events, we told stories that were personal to us and what, you know, the struggles that we had, um, you know, throughout our lives. And after the event, there was this trans woman that came up to me and, you know, she just wanted to share her story. She wanted to um, let me know that she was able to relate to my story. And at that time, I was just, you know, like I just, I kind of just wanted to go like be under the radar um, and not kind of put a spotlight, I guess, um, you know, with that topic with me. And so like, I, I just felt like, I felt so like defensive almost that I'm like, oh, like I don't want to talk about it and like just dismissed her, you know? And um, I went home and I felt really bad about it because growing up, I looked up to this woman who inspired people, you know, and, and I'm at the position where I'm, you know, I inspired her, but instead of embracing her story and celebrating her, you know, I felt, um, I felt like an a-hole <laughs> just dismissing that, you know, and, um, and, and, and then that's when I thought, okay, you know what? I have this great platform that I can use for positivity and for good, where I can actually educate people, inspire people and raise awareness. Yet when I had the chance, I didn't. So that's when I you know, thought to myself, okay, you know what? Let's use that, like, let's do it. Um, no one has, you know, no one can ever tell me when to be ready, nor can I tell other people when to be ready. But at that time, it just felt right. And that's when, 
I thought, okay, you know what, let's do this. I spoke to Impact Wrestling and they've been super supportive, you know, from management to production, to, you know, admin, to the locker room. And, and I'm just so grateful that I have all their support. And, you know, what better way to, you know, announce it than one of the biggest pride events out there in the world, you know, and that's Pride Toronto. And yeah, and I'm just, you know, I was really surprised that they actually, like, they were so excited to have me there. And yeah, and it's just, it's just been incredible to actually fully live my life, you know, authentically and, and just happy. <laughs> no, I I think it was a really awesome moment to, to have there, not just because it did tie into the Pride event going on in Toronto, but also just because of how, like, how quickly, like, you, like, at least from the outside view here, like, how quickly you were, like, inserted into that, that world, so to speak, in a, in a more public eye, you know, yeah. immediately going in and, like, being at, at the Pride events, coming out of the interview, and then, like, it almost seemed like, especially with, like, your on-screen presentation on, on Impact, like, you just, like, hit the ground running with, like, the, the gear, which was just such a look, oh, my God. And, and that's sort of like, it just seemed like as soon as like this, you were able to like speak about this publicly, if it felt comfortable for yourself to, to take that step, you just like hit it full force. And it was awesome to see. Was that part of, um, was that part of that like internal reaction that you were having after that interaction with a fan? Mm -hmm, definitely. I, you know, since I, all my life, I've always felt like I've had this you know, like voice in the back of my head that's like, oh God, like, like that I felt like I needed to be defensive almost where, you know, even going to a restaurant or a coffee shop, I can't really fully enjoy myself because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, do people know? Like, what are they saying about me? What are they talking about? You know, and that was constantly there, you know, and performing as well. It really affected me where, you know, I would go up there and all I could think about and sort of actually living, you know, in the moment was, are the fans, like, do they know? Or like, what are they saying about me? Like, are they being mean? Are they, you know what I mean? And like, I've had an instance, you know, where fans have been mean and that kind of stuck with me. And that's why I've always just kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Or I don't want to like, you know, um, put any attention to that. But since, you know, disclosing, I feel like, you know, like I'm taking my power back where something that was used negatively towards me, I felt like I was like, you know what, like that enough is enough. Um, and, and turning it around and thinking, you know what, this is me. Uh, now I'm going to show you the real me, you know, and, and just being confident. And, you know, I think that made such a huge difference um, from when I started to now and just, you know, feeling free performing. Well, I, that actually kind of, I was going to ask you a little bit about like the feeling now, like coming up on two months past when, when you made the announcement, um, what has the past two months been like for you in terms of like, you know, being in the ring and, and being able like feel a new, is there like a new feeling of being able to express this side of you more openly uh, with just go there. Sorry. <laughs> You're all good. Uh, I can definitely tell a huge difference, you know, and, and, and I think the most important thing too is, or one of the most important things is that my peers are actually seeing this and they're coming up to me and they're going, Oh my God, you know, like you just look and 
so much more confident out there. And, you know, and, and, and I'm happy that whatever I'm feeling inside, it's translating in the ring because before I feel like I've, I haven't really been like hundred percent, you know, being able to perform as myself and just be free. So it's nice that I noticed that and my peers noticed that. And, you know, I can only um, hope for the best and, um, you know, hopefully like just keep going forward. Mm. And what, what has the support been like from, from the rest of the, the knockout stock group? Cause I, from what I've like seen and spoken to people like here and there over the, over the past few years, like it just seems like that, knockout stock room is so supportive already like but adding on like something like this i can imagine that people were just like kind of circling around around you yeah no you know um the knockouts have been divine with you know supporting me like it's just it's so overwhelming that like i was so scared to you know, like the thought of coming out, it was so scary. And then to finally put it out there in public, you know, they like the messages that I've got uh, from them, you know, and, and then the efforts that they have done to make me feel comfortable in the locker room. And, you know, and they assured me, you know, they're like, if someone gives you trouble, they're going to have to go through us. Like we're such a close knit, like it's like we're family. Right. So I'm, I'm just, I'm super lucky to be part of the knockouts division and we all have each other's backs. And I feel like that's why the knockouts division is the best um, division out there. Um, I completely agree. Like it's, it's always awesome to see just how like close knit y'all are in, in, in that way and just how supportive you are of one another. Um, you don't always get that in, in pro wrestling. No, and in pro wrestling, right? Like, um, I feel like there's always this, you know, I don't want to say like, is it like stigma or something where everyone thinks that they're out for, you know, your job. And then that makes you kind of not want to support, you know, them because you're like, oh, like, oh, like it's my job. But like, you know, it's like everyone, like in the knockouts division, I think one of the best, you know, features that we have is that everyone looks so different everyone has something to offer that's different. You know, like what I'm offering is different from whatever, you know, someone else is offering. And I think that's like the best thing ever. Um, we also, you know, um, we bring out the best out of everyone and we're just so supportive. We watch, you know, our, our like each other's matches and stuff and, you know, give you the itchy, uh, sorry, each other's like feedback and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like we just, we just want everyone to succeed really. And I think that's so important to, you know, have that, um, have that vibe in the locker room rather than be, um, catty. <laughs> I mean, I, anything's better than, than catty. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but it's interesting, like to hear you kind of speak to how everybody, all, all the differences between everybody there and just everybody kind of finding where they fit in because of that. Uh, you know, obviously you like came to impact uh, and wrestling with impact on a more regular basis since earlier this year. Um, and what has been that experience for you? Like, how was it for you trying to find like your like niche in, in this knockouts division yourself? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm still trying to find that niche, you know, for myself. Like I, obviously became the quintessential diva 
because for me, I really believe that you know the word diva had that negative connotation, and I'm trying to show and prove to people that you know being a diva is not a bad thing. You know, being a diva is from where I'm from, especially is someone who is you know smart, confident, beautiful, um, who owns you know the ring. Like it's just it's just this strong person, and like, it's just so unfortunate that um, you know in the wrestling community, especially that the word diva is, uh, it, you know, has a bad connotation to it. So I'm trying to turn that around. Um, obviously, you know, I'm part of the LGBTQ community. And like, I just, I, I don't want that to be, to, to define who I am, you know, like that's part of who I am. Um, so I don't want to say like, oh, like that's my niche, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I hope that, you know, each, like, I'm, just, you know, a, like a performer is just as good as their last performance. And I hope that people are there for my wrestling. And, and, and you know what, like, I'm, I'm just excited to um, go through this roller coaster ride with them. No, I can, I can definitely understand the desire to not be singularly defined by your your identity in, in that way i think that's especially as we've seen more uh, like more lgbtq identities emerge in pro wrestling in recent years that's become a very big sticking point for some people um is there any like s- specific significance for for that is it just i guess i guess the, the better question would be um how do you feel like you can do that whenever people are kind of still like out there seeking representation through through someone right. like you. Well, so for me, I think you know, well, growing up, I watched, you know, the knockouts, the divas, and they've inspired me, right? So even though I really looked up to these women and they're so incredible, you know, because without them, we wouldn't be here. You know, they paved the road for us. Even though I could relate to them, I could not really fully 100% relate, you know, because of the lack of representation. So, you know, with me having this great platform now, you know, I hope that I can inspire, uh, educate and raise awareness using that platform, you know, for the next generation, because I don't want this to just be, you know, someone sitting at home and going, oh, you know what? or for, for this to just be directed towards the LGBTQ community. I want this, you know, I want my story to, to inspire everyone that, you know, that if you put the hard work in, that you're going to attain whatever you're going to, you know, what, whatever's on your mind. So I think like that's like the bigger picture, the more the moral of the story, right? So it doesn't really matter what your gender is, what your, you know, race is, your color, whatever. But if you have, the hard work, you know, you'll always outwork whoever has more talent that doesn't work. Very, very true. And also to the point of like reclaiming the term diva, I don't, mm-hmm. there's just something about marginalized communities or underrepresented communities that just have this way and desire of reclamation projects especially when it comes to language as well and i think that a lot of what we've seen in terms of the reclamation of the term diva in pro wrestling has definitely Mm -hmm. like traveled through this lgbtq kind of uh highway so to speak um 
like, what does it mean to you to kind of be part of this, a major part, really? I mean, you're on TV. You are a, a diva, the quintessential diva on TV. What does it mean yeah. to you to be part of this, like, wider reclamation project of terms like that? I mean, it, it's pretty crazy, you know, um, because now you're representing a community, right? But I also kind of want to remind myself and remind um, everyone that, you know, that I am like, you know, because so when you're on TV and like, you know, people go, oh my God, like, like you represent the community. It's like, no, I don't represent the community. I, you know, I, I all want to do is inspire people, educate people and raise awareness. And I'm, you know, and I have that great platform to use. And like, I, I'm by no means am I, you know, um, like an activist, because I feel like I'm not an activist. I'm more of like an advocate for it, right? And I want people to um, understand, you know, because like when you say like activist, right? People go, oh, like that's, you know, like, like, I don't know. We all know what activist people are doing. But, um, but I feel like if, if you're advocating for it, right? You're, you're educating people. I think that that's a better way to reach out to people so that they can actually understand it and listen to you with an open mind rather than saying, you know what, I'm an activist and then they already like shut off. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, it's not a bad approach, honestly. Like yeah. Leading with education, leading with something that will bring people into the conversation rather than you know, throwing the conversation at them. Exactly. Like if I was like, you know, if like I have my own agenda and I'm shoving it down your throat and you're like, no, like, no, thank you. But instead of me being like, this is my story, I'll tell my story if you want to hear it. And then, you know, you can make your own opinion and stuff. Like, you're entitled to your own opinion. But if I had the opportunity to, you know, share my story to you and then you go, oh, you know what? Like, I never thought of that way. Then, you know, like that's, I mean, that's all I could ever ask for, right? Is the opportunity for me to tell my story rather than being like, you know what, you're going to listen to my story uh, and you have no other option. <laughs> <laughs> and it is interesting kind of that you point to like this, this advocacy kind of nature of, of stuff that you want to do because like coming up, like right now we're talking, you're in, you're in Dallas, Texas. Right. Y'all are going to be there for Lone Star Stampede on the 26th and 27th of August uh, for those shows. And Texas has been in the news a lot about how it wants to, um, you know, treat in, in, in some ways, you know, um, deny certain rights and that sort of things to the trans community and ever growing into the larger LGBTQ community as well. How, what does it mean for you as an individual from this community to, one, be like, in in that environment and know that like you are there because you belong in, in your job like in at impact and yeah. being able to use impact to go to these locations and and potentially um find ways to to advocate for communities in those states that aren't you know receiving the same sort of treatment right well i do look forward you know to having these opportunities because I want not only for myself, but for, you know, to show that, you know, companies like huge companies like Impact Wrestling, you know, are very welcoming and they are using, you know, um, talents like me who, you know, they're okay with and, and you know, and that they publicly said that um, it doesn't matter, you know, what your gender is, you know, it doesn't affect your, your position in the company and, you know, um, 
I think impact wrestling to do that is very forward thinking. And I hope that wherever we go, that shows other companies that, you know, like use that as an example that like, it's okay. And we're, we're people too. And, you know, um, hopefully just like set an example is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of impact as well, one thing um, going back to, to the June announcement, um, whenever the, you made the announcement. I had the chance to to speak with Scott Demore, the executive right. vice president of Impact, about about you. And one of his quotes really like stood out to me. And I just want to read it to you here. Um, I think there are people out there that Giselle will inspire. Many of them will be trans. Many of them won't be. She's going to be inspirational in so many different ways. Um, what does it mean to hear like Scott? point to you in in that way knowing like the the close relationship we see like the video like videos on social media about like like y'all just being goofy and stuff like what yeah. does it mean to you to hear scott have that opinion and view of you um currently i think that's so important right uh scott is the executive vice president of impact wrestling and to publicly you know for someone in that position to publicly you know support me in coming out and disclosing to people my personal story. Uh, I think that, you know, that is such a bold move, um, not only for Scott, but for the company to make a stance that it's okay and we support, you know, the community. Um, it doesn't matter who you are or, you know, what your background is, we're gonna give you an equal opportunity. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like it starts from the top. And if the top, supports you then you know it's going to work its way down the ladder and you know with him publicly saying that it i feel like you know like someone up there has supported giselle so it's like you know the whole company's making a stance and and i'm i'm just i'm very fortunate to have such amazing people in my life and you know uh i i'm just i'm just happy <laughs> <laughs> i mean it definitely definitely shows you have like a very glowing uh, about yourself so like it and honestly the highlighter and good light <laughs> <laughs> well i was also going to say like just the confidence that you're showing in the ring and i will just always go back to that that trans flag gear look it was just supremely uh okay. yes oh my god it was so good i actually you know i was like i was like how do i make a statement but not like shove down two people's you know going back to that whole I don't want to shove it down your throat, but like, this is for me and I'm doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. you no, know? um, like, I don't care. Like, I mean, like some people, like a lot of people loved it. You know what I mean? And there's the one or two that are like, Oh, and I'm like, no, like, this is not for you. Like, this is for me. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like if you can celebrate with me, because I'm celebrating myself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we need more of. Yes. In, in pro wrestling i'm into it well you are down in dallas talk to me a little bit about lone star uh <laughs> lone star stampede um obviously y'all okay. have uh two nights of tv tapings down there what can people expect uh in dallas i actually have some exclusives for you uh -oh. um, yeah so um i can tell you that there's tiana versus masha slamovich oh. happening i know and you know what they've had such a great match before and i am looking forward to this match because you know marcia is on a roll right now and diana is you know like she's such a great wrestler as an individual but now she's got chelsea with her 
Yeah. So um, watch out, Masha. But also, like, Diana, um, like, I'm not sure if she's going to run through you. But you know what? Everyone's super excited for that match. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we also have the Good Brothers versus the Motor City Machine Guns. You know, I can't even... I can't even pick a team. Like I love them both. I love them all. I love them all. I'm so sorry. Yes. Um, but then we also have the Good Brothers versus um, Matt Haven and Mike Bennett. Mm. Yeah. So oh, on and on more versus the Good Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I'm Tim Impact. So exactly. Let's go Good Brothers. And um, also, we have Mika James coming. And she has a huge announcement. I don't know what it is. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, maybe she wants to team up with the quintessential diva. I don't know. Potentially. Yeah. I, I would pay to see that tag team. Yeah. You know what? I'm here for quintessential country. There you so, go. Yeah, the name's Dallas, already there. Dallas is the quintessential country. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it works too well to not happen we we as a community will manifest this <laughs> i love you mickey <laughs> <laughs> well giselle thank you so much for taking the time today to sit down and chat with us let everybody know where they can find you online where they can find impact online and where they can uh check out more information for lone star stampede for sure so um you can find impact wrestling on on social media sorry on instagram twitter facebook at Impact Wrestling, and you can find me, the quintessential diva Giselle Shaw, on social medias as well, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at GiselleShaw08. Awesome. Thank you so much, Giselle. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Once again to Giselle Shaw for, for taking the time to sit down and chat about this amazing past couple of months that, that she's been having about everything going on there in Impact. And I, I will say, Quintessential Country just has too good of a ring to it to not have it happen at some point here, coming soon. Crossing fingers coming soon. <laughs> but uh, definitely uh, go see Giselle and all the other stars of, of Impact Wrestling down in Dallas on August 26th and 27th, the Lone Star Stampede. Um, to that end as well, Cascadia tickets are still available. We are running out of seats. We're about to get into only standing room tickets remaining here, but they're still up there September 11th uh, in Everett, Washington. We are going to throw a big old West Coast queer pro wrestling bash, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week, though. Um, oh, tickets for Brain for Cascadia, brainbustertix.com slash Cascadia. Go get those, check those out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and sign off and go finish preparation for getting married. Um, yeah. Still feels weird to say that, but I don't know. There's a lot of weird things that I say on this show that are not weird. Well, weird things and things that feel weird to say. Either way, I'm rambling at this point. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Come back next week. We will have episodes, even though I will be nowhere near this office that I record this show in <laughs> for all of you. Um, but until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. And you know, I'm taking I, I'm taking this this little stinger moment for myself. 
Um, Casey, I absolutely adore you and love you, and I cannot wait to be your spouse. Everybody's ready to die. Bye.